It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm your host, and uh, well, it's Sunday. And uh, on Sundays, we come here and we talk about the good things of the Lord, talk about his church, talk about his victory on the cross. And we've been doing this now for 1,057 shows today. We have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And that's served us real well over these years because, well, we're talking about God's church and victory in the church, and as I say, dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. And uh, I do believe that Jesus Christ is still Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and he is indeed on top of the situation. Whatever the situation may be, he has it under control. And uh, well, I hope that you're planning on going to church today. If you uh, don't have a church that you normally attend, let me invite you to go to church with me this morning. I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. We're at 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. That means we are right on Capital Circle. If you're going down Capital Circle toward Park Avenue, after you've Pass by Easterwood Drive. You'll find us on the right-hand side of the road. We'll have our sign out there for you on Sunday morning. And love to see you. Come worship with us. 11.05 is our start time. You can find us on the web, frcm.us. Now, I am very much uh, concerned about the call of God. It's very important to me. It's uh, important in my own life to know that, that I'm in the center of God's will. He's called me, and uh, I've done my best to respond to his call upon my life. And uh, yes, sometimes I make mistakes. Sometimes I'm not as obedient as I should be, but my heart is to be and to be faithful to the things of God. I've been in ministry a long time and uh, had the opportunity to serve in a lot of different ways and a lot of different capacities. But there are a few things in my life that I can honestly say that that's the call of God in my life. One of them has been to pastor the uh, church that I've pastored over all these years. Have I had the uh, type of success that I had hoped for? No, but I'm still working at it. And, uh, I've been called to this radio microphone. That was a very clear calling in my life. And so basically, I have two philosophies when it comes to the call of God upon my life. One is what I've heard from God. I mean, I'm talking about as I have in both of those occasions that I've spoke of, pastoring the church here and uh, being on the radio, those are very clear. God spoke to me. And he confirmed it. 
but there are other areas in my life where I've just said, God, I'll not refuse to do anything you call me to do. And I've placed that to some degree upon the hands of leadership, people that I've submitted myself to to serve under. And uh, I'm a part of the Open Bible Churches. We are an organization uh, formed in, uh, well, roots go back to 1919, 1935. We're a small organization out of Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, God brought me uh, into this organization. I did not grow up in it, but this is where God has put me. And so if leadership says to me, then this is something I would like for you to do or we need you to do, then I'll, I'll do it because they've asked. But it comes a time and the leadership feels like that, well, you've served in this capacity. We really don't need you to do that anymore. Then I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and, uh, and I've had situations to where I was serving and uh, happy serving and then get the sense that uh, leadership had changed their mind. Then uh, I stepped out of the position because I want to be obedient to God. And so if God lays that on the heart of the person who's over me, then I'm going to just be faithful to that. And so being faithful is a, a lot that has to do with the call of God in your life, but it's very personal. And uh, I think about Scripture, about people who just heard the voice of God. And, of course, I think one of the uh, names that would come to our mind almost immediately would be Moses. I mean, Moses was a was somewhat of a reluctant leader. Uh, of course, we know his story. He he grew up in a, a, the palace of the Pharaoh and everything at his fingertips. Knew what riches and uh, wealth was all about. But there came a time in his life when God began to speak to him about his people. And uh, I don't know to what degree that he was told this uh, there in the palace of the Pharaoh. There's a lot of sketchy things there that we're not exactly sure of. But there came that moment of consciousness when he realized that he was not an Egyptian. He was a Hebrew. And he saw his people and uh, the way they were being treated. And he saw their lives. And uh, he felt something. He felt something that needed to be done. And as young leaders, and uh, I understand this very, very well, as young leaders, sometimes we just get excited and we just want to just go and we just want to do and we really haven't prepared. We really haven't sought the Lord about it. We just, just got to do something. You know, heard the old expression, got to do something. Even if it's wrong, I got to do something. <laughs> I remember one time, my pastor back in Pensacola to Open Bible Church, Brother Gene Adkins, he told me, he says, Jack, he said, uh, you remind me a lot of myself when I was young. He said, you got a lot of vim and vigor and you just want to go and you just want to do and uh and he said, uh, I'd rather have somebody like that than somebody who just doesn't have any ambition at all. Because he says, the thing about you and your vim and your vigor, he says, life and people will knock you down enough to get you straightened out. <laughs> Boy, oh, was that ever a word? I'm telling you what. 
and it does it 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 tempers you and the, and the either you'll get mad and quit or you'll learn how to deal with it if you're going to stay in leadership if you're going to stay being faithful to the call of God you better learn how to check your feelings at the door because people are going to hurt your feelings I'm just going to tell you if if you are here and, and being obedient to the call of God you're going to get your feelings hurt did you hear what I said you're going to get your feelings hurt Somewhere along the line. So you better learn how to deal with it. And you, One of the things that God kept saying to me but years ago as a young pastor, he said, you're going to have to toughen up here, son. <laughs> you're going to have to you're gonna have to learn how to get a little tough here. Um, you know the scripture that uh, the apostle Paul said to young Timothy, he says, endure hardness as a good soldier. And yes, you're going to endure some hardness. But we think about Moses and this young man that uh, grew up in all the lap of luxury, stepped out to do something for his people, and uh, he killed a man. And he buried him in the sand, and he thought, oh, well, (laughs) made a little mistake here, just covered up, but it wasn't covered up. And so... He fled. He fled from the palace. In essence, he fled from God and he fled from the call of God. And he found himself living in the backside of the desert. I tell you, there's something symbolic about that. <laughs> living on the backside of the desert. There have been times in my life when the in the spiritual realm and in the spiritual call of God, I have felt like I was on the backside of the desert and uh, just wanting to do something for God, but it just wasn't there. It just wasn't happening. And there was a period of time in my life when God just, just put me on the shelf and said, you're not, you're not ready yet. It's just not time for you yet. And so felt like I was on the backside of the desert, and that's where Moses was there on the backside of the desert, but yet that phenomenal thing happened where he's out tending the sheep and doing what what he did, pretty much had resigned his life to just living there in Midian. And then God showed up, as God will often do. And uh, you know the story. He saw a bush, it was burning up, but it wasn't being consumed. And uh, Moses thought, well, that's odd. That's, a, that's an unusual thing. And so what happened? Well, he said, uh, God said to him, he said, uh, take your shoes off. This is holy ground. So he found himself standing on holy ground, a man who had run from God and had resigned the call of God and then and, and, uh, was had resigned his life to just living in the backside of the desert and God's done with me. <laughs> Take your shoes off. You're standing on holy ground. I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling kind of prophetic here this morning to say to some of you, you better take your shoes off because you think you're done, you're not done. God's got a call on your life and he's using this radio preacher to tell you this morning that you need to pray about that thing because God's laid something on your heart and you're trying your best to get out of it and um, just read the story of Moses. It didn't work very well at all. 
<laughs> he had all kinds of excuses to why he couldn't do this. But uh, none of it worked because, well, you see, the, there was the call of God. And you're just not going to just walk away from the call of God and live a happy life. If you're going to be uh, a person who believes that God is, that God does exist, that he wants to do a work in your life, then you're going to find yourself mighty, mighty unhappy if you're running from God and you're not hearing his voice and you're not faithful to his call. Because the call of God is one of the most important things. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I just can't say it enough. God is raising up a people. And I believe that, that we're in a time where God's about to do some things on this earth. And he's looking for faithful people to be a part of it. And uh, it's very possible God's got his hand on you. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's just better to take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. I played that last night on the, uh, on the music show, the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, and I just thought, well, it, it'll just work again on Sunday morning because, hey, we're talking about the call of God, and uh, that's such an important thing because, well, we need leaders. We need people to step up and hear the voice of God and uh, to be faithful to that. And God is speaking. I believe God's calling people. I don't believe that uh, God's done because he's got a work to be accomplished in the church. And he's looking for people to be faithful. And I believe that God is tugging at some hearts. And I believe there's probably some people that listen to this broadcast this morning. You're one of them. And you just happen to be in the right place at the right time. To hear the word of God, God is speaking. Uh, um, last Sunday, we had uh, uh, Brother Logan George and his, his wife, India, on the show. And, and uh, I enjoyed so much interviewing those two young people. I've known Brother, Brother Logan for uh, since he was a, a teenager. And I've watched him grow and develop. You talk about the, hearing the, the call of God. He's a young man that's, that's responded to the call of God. He's, he's, he's serving God in ministry today. And that's so very, very important. And I believe there are others as well. But uh, anyway, I enjoyed that show, and I hope that you enjoyed it as well. And uh, we have other guests scheduled in the near future, and I uh, think it's probably your turn. <laughs> if, you're, if you're out there and you're involved in uh, Christian ministry in some way, then uh, call me. And uh, let me schedule a time. Let's get you on the show. And we'll talk about your passion for the things of God and the call of God on your life. We'll tell this radio audience all about it. You can get in touch with me at the area code 850-567-1703. That's my cell phone. You can call me, text me. I'd love to hear from you. I want to get you scheduled. And uh, we've got some good ones lined up. We've got Kisha Parrish. We're going to have her come in for an interview. Got that scheduled already. And uh, I've got some others scheduled too. But, uh, well, sometimes people are a little hard to track down. But I'm determined. <laughs> I, am, I am ruthless and relentless. I will follow you. And sooner or later, I'm going to get you behind this microphone because uh, you need to be here. 
because you need to tell this radio audience what God's doing in your life. So area code 850-567-1703. Don't forget, you can find these shows on the podcast. This is show number 1057, the show with our brother Logan George and his wife, India, with 1056. If you want to listen to that, if you, if you weren't uh, tuned in last Sunday morning, you can find it on the podcast. It's a great interview. You'll enjoy it. And there's a whole bunch more there. Lots of good content for you to listen to. And some really interesting uh, shows and some really interesting interviews that we've done over the years. And so I'm encouraging you to do that as well. And um, don't forget to tune in every Saturday night at 7 o'clock here on 94.1 to the Saturday Night Gospel Sing with me, Pastor Jack King, as your host. And well, let's just say we just crank it up <laughs> and uh, have such a good time. Just such a good time. I just enjoy the music so much, and I enjoy sharing it with you. So, And then the daily broadcast, Monday through Friday here on 94.1, 11 o'clock. It's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God. And uh, you say, well, Pastor King, how do you get all this stuff done? Uh, sometimes I wonder myself. <laughs> Let's just say I put in a lot of late nights, but I enjoy doing what I do. And uh, I have other things I'm responsible for, too. So uh, God has to keep me on my toes, but he's good at doing all that. Gideon. Now, think about this young man. He was uh, another reluctant leader. But see, God, God just looks at the hearts of people. And uh, God's not looking for somebody who's looking to gain a reputation or or be a braggart or anything like that. He's just looking for people with a good heart that uh, loves God, loves to serve, and uh, that he can mold. And uh, Gideon was one of those men. When uh, we first meet Gideon, we find he's he's in a, at the um, <laughs> he's at the wine press threshing the wheat. And he said, "Well, what's he doing at the wine press?" Well, because they won't expect him to be there. And they're they're dealing with the Midianites, and uh, these people had gotten smart. See, they used to be they when the crop would grow up, they they'd run the people off, and then they they'd uh, come in and harvest the crop and steal it. But then they got smart and said, "Why don't we just wait and let them harvest it? Then we'll steal it." <laughs> and that's what they were doing. And so Gideon he was over by the wine press hiding from the Midianites, and God spoke to him. And uh, the last thing he expected was to hear from God. He's just busy about life. And that's the way most people are that, that when God comes to them. They're just people just living life. Never thought that this would happen to them. I mean, and all of a sudden here, God just shows up. And here he's having this conversation with, with God or the angel of God. And uh, of course, it's a, it would have to be a frightening thing to, to have something like this happen to you. And uh, the first question, I think all of us, including myself, we always say, well, is, is this God or am I having some type of an hallucination or something? I mean, what's going on here? And uh, did I just dream this up or did I just make this up or 
Or is this really the call of God? Is this really God in this thing? We want to know that question because nobody that I know of wants to be out of the will of God. We don't want to be out there on our own, just doing our own thing. We want to, want to know this is, this is God. And Gideon was that kind of a person. He said, well, God, if you are really into this, and this is really you, I'm going to have to have some proof here. And uh, I, I've, I wrote about this in, in the book that I wrote called Dreams and Visions and Stories of Faith. You can find it. Uh, I'd say call me and I'd get you a copy, but I don't have any copies left. And I, I've been saying I need to order some more, and I will. I just haven't got to it yet. <laughs> it's a good little book. You'd enjoy it. Anyway, I write in a book. I said, Gideon was young in this thing called faith. He was young in this thing called the call of God. He was young in, in knowing the voice of God. And he wasn't sure. And so he came up with the concept of the fleece. You know how that works. He put the, he said, we're going to put the fleece out there one night. And, and uh, if there's uh, no dew on it, then we'll, we'll say, well, this must be God. Because there's dew everywhere else, but there's none on the fleece. And then he just reversed the same thing the next day, a little bit further proof. And that's fine. That's fine. But the thing about it is that as you grow in your faith and you grow in your walk, and you grow in your relationship with God. In other words, you know the voice of God. He is the uh, mighty shepherd of God. And uh, you understand that he's speaking to you. And you know that voice because you've had these conversations before. And you say, well, I don't really need the fleece now because I know this is the voice of God. And I have that confirmation in my heart. This is God. This is God speaking to me. Now, see, because I'm such a knothead. It generally takes about three times for God to drop something in my spirit. About the third time, I'm I'm tuned in now. I say, okay, well, this must be God because it's like this. You're you're working someday or doing whatever it is you're doing. You're not thinking about this, whatever this is. I mean, I'm talking about something that God maybe has spoken to you and uh, you heard it. God, it, it just uh, maybe a thought that came to you or something God dropped in your spirit, but you thought, ah, you just let it go. And then here you are, you're, you're just living your life, and you're not thinking about this at all, and all of a sudden God just drops it in your spirit again. Ah, we get warm now. And then maybe a few days later, same thing will happen again. And you say, okay, God, you're, you're speaking here, and I want to be obedient. But that doesn't mean that you just go jump off the cliff no, God, I want to know more about this. God, help me to understand this. Lord, help me to prepare for this. You see, I've, I've interviewed people on this show who have told me they heard from God, but it was 10, 15, 20 years later before whatever it was that God spoke to them happened. God was laying the groundwork, and he'll do that. He's faithful to do that. And so as God will lay the groundwork he also begins to, to work in our hearts. And he'll show us how we need to prepare ourselves because God's all about the preparation and uh, the planning. God is the master planner. And he'll lay it all out for you. He'll begin to show you this is where you go. This is what you do. He'll bring people into your life. And that's one of the most amazing things to me is how that God 
something that he, he's, he spoke to you to do or to be a part of, and you know nothing about it. You know none of the details. You don't know anything. And then God will begin to bring people into your life that will help to begin to develop this thing and it'll just absolutely amaze you because you didn't even know these people before. And uh, I talk about a teaching that I do sometimes called Fish of the Future. Sometimes the people who will be involved in that ministry with you and that calling are not even saved yet. But yet, in God's time, see, God laid everything out for Gideon. Told him how to do it, what to do. And God brought him to a place to where he was a great leader in Israel because he was faithful. He was just willing to step out. He didn't feel qualified. He didn't feel anything other than this is the call of God. God has said, do this. And he stepped out in faith. And uh, as you see, that's kind of the rest of the story. If you'll step out in faith, God will help you, and he'll, he'll lay the groundwork for you. And uh, who's going to stand in the gap for my Lord? I was thinking about something when I was listening to this song, and uh, thinking about myself as a very, very young person. I'm talking about five, six years of age. And uh, my family, we attended the Sunrise Christian Church back in Sunrise, Kentucky. It's just a little burg there in Kentucky. And, uh, well, I just love that little church. And I'm so thankful that my mother, I don't know that she really had a church background at all. And uh, my father certainly hadn't. But uh, the good people, hardworking people, were tobacco farmers and uh a lady by the name of Miss Fan Price. She invited my mother to come to church and bring her four boys, and she did, and she raised us in that church. Now, my father got involved later for a while, but uh, anyway, as a small boy, I felt the call of God. And here's what's important, and I'm saying this to you pastors and youth pastors and leaders you need to be sensitive to that, to the young people that are in your church. And if you sense the call of God in their life, you need to begin to encourage them. Now, I'm not talking about, don't want to load them up with a whole lot of guilt and things like that. Just, you just need to encourage them and just really begin to pray over them that, that the, something would not come along and steal their heart away. But, uh, that God would fulfill that calling that he has on their lives. And, and uh, I've seen this over the years in youth camp and things of that nature. There'd be young people that I just, I just knew they had the call of God in their lives. And uh, it's just important that we encourage them and help them to identify that in their own life. Uh, I said this to uh, Brother Logan George, who was my guest uh, last week, He's a young man. I said, are, are you like I am? You just always felt the call of God. He said, oh, yeah. He says, it's a child. And uh, the truth is, I can't think of a time in my life when I did not know that I was going to be a minister. I just knew that. Now, there were times later that I had to work my way through that process to assure myself this is the call of God, but I knew it. I knew that God had put his hand upon me to, and called me to ministry. And there are other young people like that 
And pastors, you need to be able to help identify that and, and be a part of their encouragement and their development so that God would, uh, would be able to fully use them to their full potential. I had a young man who came and worked with me for several years, and uh, he was like that. But yet there was a pastor who told him that uh, you don't have the call of God in your life. He said, uh, you need to go do something else. That man was so wrong because this young man developed and uh, was just tremendous and in, in, uh, just being a young leader. And we need to make sure that we identify these things. And we just talked about Gideon. We talked about Moses. These were just young men, young men who had to make mistakes, but they had to learn what the voice of God was all about. And uh, we just have to make sure that we're encouraging and we're helping to develop these young champions. Who well, are God be, got things back uh, together. Listen to this. This is Statler Brothers. growing again. Now, I'm going to tell you something. And uh, again, I'm just listening to the song, and it's speaking to me. By the way, this is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm your host. I'm here every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock here on 94.1. But uh, this is what came to me when I was listening to this song, and this may be a word for somebody out there. You are addicted to something there's something going on your on in your life, and it's very destructive to you. And the reason why that is is because you ignored the call of God somewhere in your life, and you've been running for that for years and years and years, and this has got you in the mess that you are in. Now, I'm just I'm just flowing in the Holy Spirit here, but that's just what the Lord just spoke to me. If there's somebody that's listening to this broadcast, you may be hearing it on a podcast or you may be hearing it over the air. You're running from God and you've missed the call of God and it's destroying your life. And you need to, you need to repent. And you need to get on your face before God and have God restore to you what should have been. This uh, story of Abraham, I... Uh, write about it in, in the book, Dreams and Visions and Stories of Faith. It's, it's my, my prologue. And I, I talk about how that Abraham was not the father of faith when he crossed the Heron River to go into the land of Canaan. He was a young, well, really not all that young, but younger, <laughs> a man who had a lot to learn about God and about a relationship with God and about being obedient to God. And he crossed over that river, and uh, the first thing he encountered was a famine. That'll happen. That'll happen, I'm telling you. It'll happen when you follow God, because God's going to test you. I'm just going to tell you, he's going to test you. And Abraham failed. He failed the test. He took off and fled to Egypt and lied said that Sarah wasn't his wife, said he was, he was uh, his sister. And, uh, but yet God, God was faithful to him there in Egypt. Didn't talk to him. There was no word from God while he was there in that place of disobedience. But God's hand was upon him. And he didn't let anything happen to him. 
And then you follow him back to Canaan, back to that altar, the same altar where God had appeared to him the first time. And the relationship picked up, which went on from there. And uh, he made some other mistakes, big ones. He wasn't the father of faith then. But when he climbed that mountain, that little boy, my, 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 my. That's when he became the father of faith because he's the father of the faithful. And he heard the voice of God, he heard the call of God, and he, he responded to the call of God. And this is what I'm saying to you today, my friend. God is calling people all across this world. And uh, oftentimes we're confused and we're reluctant and we don't know how to, how to respond we don't know what to do. Well, I'm just simply telling you, just step out and say, God, I don't understand all this, but I sense and feel that you're speaking to me and you're calling me and I'm going to just walk. And you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed at how God will begin to show you what it is that he's saying to you. And uh, I'm thinking about my, my friend McLean Hawthorne. We've had him on the show, and I've re, I re-aired that show probably more than any because of his his testimony and the call of God in his life. But uh, he spent a good part of his life in India and in Bangladesh just teaching and ministering the gospel in, in those areas. But he said when he was a very small child, he saw this uh, this figurine and he said it, it looked like India. And it something said to him, there was a, a woman who was who was speaking to him, says, Come. And that was a, that was before he was even saved. He didn't even know what it was all about. But God brought that back to his mind as he began to show him that India was a place for him to serve and labor. This is a man who thought he was gonna his words, not mine was going to be an egghead sitting in some ivory tower someplace as an educator. That's, that's what his vision for his life was. And God changed all of it. And uh, God got his heart. You see, this is what God does. <laughs> this is what God does. I love that song that the Parrish family sings. That's my God. And that's what he does. <laughs> Hallelujah. You doing all right this morning? I hope that you are. I hope that you are enjoying the broadcast, enjoying the music, enjoying the content, things I'm sharing with you, because I'm just sharing with from my heart today. I think about some of the great men and women of the Bible. Oh, my goodness. Not perfect people. Flaws. I mean, just humans making a lot of big mistakes in their lives, but yet, they hear the call of God and they're faithful to it. And God uses it. That's what amazes me is how God uses people who make a lot of mistakes. And, uh, the thing is, is that the apostle Paul, he, I believe he was experiencing the call of God way before his Damascus Road experience. I believe that God was all over his heart when he watched that stoning of that young deacon named Stephen, I believe that God was just all over that man. And he ran from it. I mean, he ran hard and he resisted. 
But that day, when the saw the light and he heard the voice, and he experienced the blindness, and he said, uh, "Yes, Lord." <laughs> he said, "Yes, Lord." He knew. He knew he was hearing the voice of God, and he was having the Holy Spirit pursue him. And uh, so it came that moment in his life when uh, the call of God was upon his life. And uh, it's interesting when uh, Ananias prophesied over him, or actually as God spoke to Ananias to go and prophesy over him and and, uh, lay hands on him that he would be healed from his blindness, God said to Ananias, this is the, the, the gentleman who God spoke to to go to him. And they said, go to a street named Straight and there'll be a man by the name of Saul. And, and when Ananias heard that, he said, Saul, we've suffered much because of Saul. And uh, God said to Ananias, says, go lay hands on him because I have a purpose for him and he will suffer much. <laughs> I mean, that was the word. He says, he will suffer much for this calling that I have put on his life. That's an amazing thing when you think about it. One of the things that I've uh, found that uh, whenever you respond to the uh, call of God, it'll always be more fun than you ever thought possible. And here we're just talking about uh, God said to Saul, this is, uh, you'll suffer much for the call of God, but yet there's such a, a peace and fulfillment in your life when you know you're in the center of God's will and you're doing what God's called you to do, that uh, even though there's times that you may suffer and you may sacrifice, it's it's worth it. It really is because of the peace of God that it just comes to your soul, especially when you're touching people's lives and you're making a difference. That's a wonderful thing. It really is. That's one of the reasons why I enjoy working with the young people so much because, well, you get to touch their young lives and you get to help mold them. And uh, that's just such a beautiful thing. And uh, being a pastor of a church has its rewards and uh it has its frustrations, but uh, when you know that you're you're feeding your flock every Sunday morning and you're giving them these wonderful nuggets from the Word of God, and and you're seeing them grow in their, their walk and their faith, it's a very rewarding thing. And uh, of course, being on the radio is one of those things that boy, you just don't know. You just don't know. I mean, there's people listening. You never know. You don't know where people are listening at. <laughs> of course, this show is it's on the podcast and it's on the internet and it's going all over the world and uh, here in Tallahassee. And uh, I have no idea who's listening, but I know people are. And my heart's desire is to help you to grow in your faith, hear the call of God, and be obedient to that. And God will bring you a peace that will pass all understanding beyond comprehension it's just an amazing thing to just know you're in the center of your life and then uh, there come that time when the story of your life when the story of my life is told will it say I've kept the faith until my dying day that uh, we had uh, brother Terrell Todd 
who was a local pastor, just retired from his church here in the community. He was a speaker at our men's uh, gathering, our men's retreat over in uh, Advent Christian Village here. And uh, he talked about it. He says, you know, a lot of the people in the Bible, they didn't end well. They didn't finish well. And I never thought about that. And he pointed out several of them. And I said, wow, that's true. But the thing is, that happens. Unfortunately, that happens. People, a lot of times, don't finish well in their faith. And uh, I'm just saying to you and to I, we need to be faithful to the end. Whenever God calls you home, that's, that's the time to lay it, the burden down. It's, it's not time before then. And uh, I'm one that I'm just simply saying, Lord, I want to be faithful as long as there's, as a Rosalind Tompkins would say, as long as there's breath in my body, I want to be faithful and uh, I want to be responsive to the call of God in my life. And uh, I honor the call of God. I honor that in my own life because to me it's very, very important to just say, Lord, I want to hear what you say and do what you tell me to do. I want to be faithful to that. And Father, I want to pursue that with all the passion you've given me until the Lord says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou now into the joys of the Lord. And one of the things that I got excited about People talking about heaven, they say, oh, I just want to get to heaven, I just want to sit around the crystal sea, and uh, eh, that's okay. But I've never been much of a vacation person. My wife says, I don't know how to relax. And uh, I thought, I read about there's gates in heaven, people coming and going, there's a heaven and an earth, <laughs> things to do, <laughs> things, to, things to get organized. <laughs> All of a sudden, I, I got excited about heaven all over again. There's, there's activity in heaven. There's things to do. And if you need something done, I'm a guy that likes getting things done. So <laughs> gave me a whole new perspective of heaven. I've had such a good time today. I hope that you have enjoyed the broadcast. Make sure you join me every Sunday morning here at 8 o'clock here on 94.1 for the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show and Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock for the daily broadcast and then uh, Saturday night for the best music on the planet, the Saturday night gospel singing. Father God, I pray over this radio audience. Lord, bless them. Father, I pray over our church services today. Lord God, let our pastors, Father, bring forth an anointed word and let our hearts receive it. And Father God, I pray for my country. I pray God for peace throughout the world. And I pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. Father, these things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.